Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. A battle has been brewing for weeks, and now we have the first shot. Tony and L square off over Big Ben's most important skill. The guys get into who is rising from ashes, who may have only downhill in front of them, Atlanta's weakness, Kansas City's strength, and more. This week on Just Press Play. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman. <laughs> you like apples? All right, here we are. We're back, and as as no, normal for our uh, second episode of the week, we're going to dive deep into the NFL. And and like we all imagine, the Patriots are struggling. The Dolphins are three and zero. It's just what you would expect. It. So we are. It is. It is a fun weekend or a fun a fun episode because we have not only is Uncle Tony joining us again, but LJ is actually on with us too. What we up? got all four of us here. So what's up, guys? They made a Tuesday. What's up? What's up? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, glad to be here. I don't. I don't know if the guys have have made a players only meeting between LJ and Tony. We might me and me and Pops might have to just take a step back and let them duke it out for a little bit. But we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how it rolls. Today. Yeah, <laughs> I might yeah, have to put on my I, walking boots to be Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, we we <laughs> we may have to have something for this big Monday night clash. So, <laughs> so I want to real quick before we get too deep into it. Uh, one. After after three weeks, I don't have a clue. If you know who to bet on in the NFL, then I think you're lying. But it's been it's been a, a wild show after the Vikings lose to the Bills and just all the craziness that's gone on. I don't know who to bet on, but I know who to bet with, and that's that's the the sponsor of the podcast. You need to be betting at my bookie if you're going to be betting. And if you are, go ahead and put in the JPP promo code, and you will get your match. Any any deposit you make on there, they'll match it up to a thousand dollars. So it's just the best place to go gamble away and lose some money. Unless you're smarter than than I, maybe hopefully you'll win some money. But uh, well, Kevin, Kevin, I don't I don't want to brag or anything, but at the very end of the podcast, I think you guys remember me saying, "Don't don't give up on those lions. Don't watch <laughs> out for those lions." You did, and, and I was uh, not. I thought are. the lions suck, and I hated Matt Patricia. And all of a sudden, I don't know if the Patriots are just trying to lull us all to sleep, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But man, oh my god, it was it was a it was a tough week for me gambling. I'll, I'll say that, but. Let's Tony, go ahead and get into it and start off. Did you bet the lines, Tony? I I did. Okay. Man, wow. I, I might just need to start just. That. I need to start listening to Uncle Tony more often. I guess. <laughs> well, it made up for all that money that I lost on the Jets Thursday night. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I missed that one. Well, missed that's that perfect. One. I wanted. To, let's let's go ahead and start off with the first game of the week from last week. We haven't talked a lot about it yet, and that's the the Browns finally. The game that was sponsored by Bud Light. I swear Bud Light was everywhere. They were smart with their little 
their little cooler things because that's all anyone talked about during, after, yeah. before. That that was all of it. But the Browns finally got a win. Hugh Jackson is the new Bill Belichick, I guess. I mean, what, what <laughs> Baker Mayfield, I mean, the, the new face of the NFL. What was your thoughts? What, what y'all think on the game? It's cool to see Baker get in there. Oh man, I don't it know. took it took an yeah, injury he, from it took an injury from Tyrod Taylor for Hugh Jackson to. I, I don't understand these coaches that go. They like it was the same thing with Bill O'Brien last year and Deshaun Watson, and it's just. I don't know what they watch in practice, but as soon as Baker Mayfield gets in the game, this offense looks like, oh, hey, this is fun. This guy's just – I like Terod Taylor. I think he's good, but I just don't know why they coaches insist on we have a mediocre team, let's not put the quarterback out there. I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I will say this. You know, Baker came in slinging the football. The two difference there, you know, they put in a, a package for Tyrod Taylor. And the package for Tyrod Taylor is you don't blitz him. You keep him keep him inside the pocket, make him try to run out. And then that kind of game plan with Baker Mayfield gave him the opportunity to get to his second read. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's biggest uh, drawback has always been he takes too many sacks. He won't make that risky throw. Baker Mayfield doesn't have that problem. No. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, <laughs> he, he'll throw it between two Fayetteville police officers if you let him. And uh, so – uh, you know, so he was slinging it, and they were letting him sling because they never got out of their base package. Yep. I think next week when you see Baker, we'll really start to see when they he sees more than just a base package out there, and he's having to Fair. trying to figure out on those blitzes and and see what happens. But the kid can sling a football, no doubt about it. Well, I want to add that it it did look like one it, it that little takedown by the Fayetteville Police Department would have been a flag for roughing the passer. I <laughs> oh, clearly, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, but but Baker Mayfield and. and and I, I guess maybe I need clarification on what you mean with getting to a second read because what it looked like to me is Tyrod Taylor was holding the ball too long, and and, and Baker Mayfield was getting right. rid of it. He was getting yeah, he, it out of his hand and did well yeah, with no that. doubt. <clears throat> yeah, and Tyrod. Yeah, what I mean by that that's that was the knock last year. If you go look at his stats um, uh, for Buffalo, uh, you know he he holds it and he wants to run it. And I think. Uh, we may talk about another quarterback tonight, Ty Prescott, who also does that, who would, uh, who <laughs> just won't make that risky throw and would rather take off with his legs. And and Tyrod just holds that ball too long. Uh, Baker, like I said, he's he doesn't have that fear. He's going to go off. So so Baker gets to read number two, and it's open. He's gonna he's gonna take it. Tyrod, he, he looks at his first read. He's not looking for his second or third. He's looking to run. I think what what he's kind of saying, pops, is is just it's the the trust in his read. Baker Mayfield see he trusts what he sees, and he's gonna fire it off and just assume he's he's right. He trusts what his eyes see. Where Tyrod Taylor, he might see it. But he doesn't quite trust it and he'll hold and pump fake and then he'll just scramble with it. And the the Brown I, I think Tony has hit it right on the head. And that's the Jets planned for Tyra Taylor. And you could tell that that offense was they, they had it perfectly planned out and schemed out. And and Tyra Taylor stood no chance. And then I know during the game you heard Joe Buck and Troy Aikman say, Well, during we we heard the Jets coaches say they're preparing as if Baker Mayfield might get thrown in. But you heard Jamal Anderson actually came on the radio today and talked to Jet Safety and said, we kind of planned a little bit for Baker, but we had all our packages set for Tyra Taylor, and you could see we were ready for him. And when Baker came in, it was just a whole new game. And it's just like yeah. what I, – I think we're just going to have to be the new podcast called like Cool It On The Rookies because every it was, it was Sam Darnold for a week, and then we try to tell, like, calm down. It's just a week people learn a little more about him. And I think Baker Mayfield, after people watch tape, he'll still he'll still be solid. I think he's a good quarterback. And I was I, I was impressed with how he played. But there will be a, when a team fully plans on him being the quarterback the whole time, it'll be a little different. It it, it, get, it gets thrown in there when all of a sudden this new quarterback gets thrown in. The Jets have a scheme plan for a whole nother guy. I want to say. 
just calm down. Baker Mayfield might not be the MVP yet. I think he, he looks like a good pick. I think he he's the right guy for the Browns. But uh, I wanted I wanted to give a little bit of credit to. I think Hugh Jackson's a terrible coach. Still, uh, he's going to hold back the Browns. <laughs> that, he's awful. But I got to give a little shout out to. I think what is it? John Dorsey is that the GM's name? They yeah. they mm-hmm. all those picks yeah. that they made. Like I questioned a little bit. On, I thought they should try to get Chubb, and maybe I can ask you, L, how Chubb's doing at um, the the pass rushers doing at Denver. But Denzel Ward has looked amazing so far this year. He's got, I think, a turnover in every game. He's who they took with the fourth overall. Uh, Baker looks good. Miles Garrett may be the best defender in all of the NFL. They just have so much talent all over the the defense that I, that once once they get out, once Hugh Jackson can quit shooting himself in the foot. I think they're going to be a hell of a team at some point. I, I like that talent. Okay. Well, wait. You did, did you say Miles Garrett is the best defender in the league? Though I mean, are we? Yeah, forgetting about Mr. I was Mack? going to jump on are that. We about Mr. Mack at well, Chicago? so I mean, well, what? so Miles Garrett I, to me, he just looks amazing. I don't think people can block him. And right now, I looked up. He's tied for the league league in sacks right now with four with. As you mentioned, Khalil Mack, Cam Jordan, and LJ's boy Von Miller. Von Miller's a, a stud, but yeah. I just with Miles Garrett Sorry. on the end, he he is all they wanted and more at that first overall pick, and we wondered why they didn't go get Mitch Trubisky, like or why they went didn't get a quarterback when they didn't have one that year. And Trubisky doesn't look great now. Maybe they should have got Pat Mahomes, but they also don't have Andy Reid at 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 offensive coordinator or head coach. But uh, yep. I just think I like what they've done with the talent on their defense. And I do I do think Miles Garrett is I think he might win defensive player of the year. That's going out on a limb maybe, but he's a he's a beast. And then I yep. want to go to the next we mentioned it off the top. Uh uh, the the Patriots on on Sunday night they I know that it seems like this happens every every few years I remember the game what was it two or three years ago where they had the Monday night game against the Chiefs and they stunk it up and everyone saw oh this yep. is the end of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and they're it, are are we is anybody on this podcast ready to ready to say maybe the cliff is closer than we think and Tom Brady is old and the Patriots are old or are we are we scared <laughs> what do you think Al I'm close boy. I'm a little close on it. I really am. I tell you what, I've never seen three guys shift in their chair just as much as they hit that last <laughs> statement. I, they can't see us on a podcast. Everybody's you know, shifting around. But yeah, you're right. I, you got to be careful about this because you never know what Belichick is doing for uh, for motivation. They do need one more playmaker. Uh, it's obvious that Chris Hogan can't can't get out there and make his own plays, and Philip Dorsett's been cut from two other teams for a reason. Yeah. So I I think that uh, you know Gronk was getting double and triple teamed on. Um, on Sunday night, it, it was pretty obvious that if if Brady couldn't go to him when the chips were down, that he was having trouble yeah. getting to that. And so, if it's Josh Gordon, great. If it's Julian Edelman in two weeks, great. If they're two and two uh, going into that, getting Edelman back, they'll be they'll be fine. Uh, they do have to figure out something on the defense, though. Yeah. They've and you say this every year. They, it, I think they just got out outmatched on on Sunday night. Maybe maybe that was a that was a gift from Belichick to Patricia <laughs> just to make sure he stays around at least. <laughs> well, one, he's got he's got to keep his terrible assistants. He's got to keep his terrible assistants out there so he yeah. can keep, Lloyd, Yeah, yeah, else. you know that may have been that. So, but uh, I wouldn't read. I wouldn't read too much into it. Pops, what what say you? I'm, I'm with Tony. I'm not reading too much into it because they got Edelman coming back. I don't know. Josh Gordon is going to at least stretch that defense. It's going to take pressure off Gronk. I don't think Gronk is what Gronk has washed up yet. Even though apparently they tried to trade him to Detroit. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into uh, that in a second. That's we'll wild. get into that. Uh, well, there's I mean, there's a do, lot of stuff to do. get into about that new book coming out too. Have you seen any of that? Like Brady wanted yeah, to get well, LJ, let's, after I just want to hear. Yeah, what were you what were you gonna say? What's your thoughts? Uh, well, I just think uh, 
I don't know the last time that they've been below average in offense, defense, scoring. Like they're just they're below par in every single field right now. And it just doesn't look like the the dynasty teams that we've kind of grown used to. Even if even they're off games, they look like uh, you know, middle of the pack or better. And right now they're just kind of near the bottom in most stats. And I don't know. I just don't see them. They, they need to like Josh Gordon's got to work out or Edelman's got to come on fire or something like that, because I just feel like um, there's a lot of tension in that locker room. Uh, I think, you know, seeing them, what was it? Benching Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl was kind of the catalyst where we started seeing just how none of them get along anymore. And like winning has turned into second nature a little bit. And, and now that it's not just coming easy. I don't know. I, I see a lot of tension. I'm not saying like, you know, sell your New England stock right now, but I'm saying like, you know, hold on to it carefully is all I'm saying. Well, and you mentioned that that book that is coming out and it's supposed to be kind of the tell all book about Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And and part of it, one of the expert excerpts was talking about how it really shows the the relationship between Tom Brady and Belichick is is kind of rocky. Like they're they realize yeah. they're married together. And that they're going to, especially once Garoppolo was gone, Brady kind of realized, well, I'm me and Belichick are, are here for the long run. But it doesn't seem like they, they know they can win together, but I don't think they like each other. And actually, I don't know if anyone really likes Belichick. I mean, he doesn't seem like yeah, a likable guy. Sleep over it. No. Yeah, I don't think it bothers him, <laughs> I, but I think you're right. I, I don't think anybody likes him. I'll say this, and I said this a little bit last week when we were talking about the Steelers. They bounced back pretty good last night. But, <sighs> you know, I, I don't think it matters as much when you're in the locker room. You know, I could give a rat's ass if Tom Brady's going home with Giselle Bungeon, Giselle Numchucks, or, <laughs> or for that matter, uh, hell, he's going on with Gronkowski. I don't care. As long as he gets out on the field and performs, I think that's fine. I think reading into that a little bit, I, I, a book for them is not going to make any difference because I think all they got to do is walk downstairs and say, okay, see all that silver in the corner? That's ours. Okay, see all that money in your bank account? That's yours. Now go out there and earn it. And Belichick has a has a way of getting people to say, look, I, I don't I don't give a rat's ass who you are outside of the and, and off the field or outside of this locker room. I just need you out there on the field performing and we'll We'll see, but you know, to some of LJ's comments, I, I agree that their defense is going to have to get better. But they've never had a dominant defense. That's their true. defense has been one. Their defense has been one of give of, of takeaways and and getting big three and outs when they needed the three and out to give Brady the ball. And right now, you don't see that playmaker out there that that can give them that turnover. And they're going to have to they're going to have to figure that out. Otherwise, they're gonna have they're gonna be coming into the playoffs ten and six, eleven and five, and getting a wild card. And let's see what they can do. At, I wouldn't call them a Super Bowl favorite by any stretch of the imagination, but I certainly wouldn't be uh, mentioning them as out of the playoffs. Well, and let's go to what we kind of mentioned uh, a second ago, and it was the weird report about Gronkowski that. Adam Schefter reported on Sunday morning that New England and Detroit had a trade in place for Gronk over the offseason. And when Gronk heard about the trade that he threatened, you remember his his deal with he, talking about retirement. And he it went it spearheaded at this point, And he was like, all right, if I get traded, I will retire. And he made it very clear that he only wants to play in New England with Tom Brady. And then even, even more interesting to me was he was asked about it after the game. This is just a report. And one of the reporters asked Gronk afterward. And not only did he confirm the report, but he kind of doubled down on his Brady thing saying, yeah, it happened. Brady's my quarterback. That's all. I wasn't going anywhere without Brady. I, I think Gronkowski is one just the – what do y'all think? They, they were willing to trade Gronk. Belichick's really good about trading the guy when he thinks they might be done. Does he think Gronk's done? No, I I say this. I think that's some bullshit. So 
I, if you're going to tell Gronkowski, hey, by the way, you can go go play. You can go play with Matt Stafford, who who slings the ball to his tight end, you know, 45 percent of the time. You're with no regard for no regard. Yeah. And if Eric Ebron can catch double digit touchdowns in this offense, think what you can do. You've got a, a general manager at. Uh, uh, Detroit, who was the uh, an executive for New England, you've got Patricia there. I think Gronk would have gone. He's he's talking smack right now, but I, that's a you know he's not going to quit and where he can get another twenty million dollars. He parties too hard. He's going to need that money in about you know eight ten years <laughs> after he buys a boat. Lifford that Lifford's got. He's going to need that money. <laughs> I don't know. I disagree with you, though, because I've always thought that uh, Gronk is essentially a a golden retriever in a human body. And I think (laughs) he's just pretty loyal to Tom Brady. You know, I don't think he's going anywhere because his owner lives Uh, in New England. He's not going to go find a house in Detroit. He's not going to be a stray. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. You know, just like an, I, I, you're you're absolutely right. He is like a golden retriever. But I think if you put a golden retriever in a crate, take him over to somebody else's house after a couple of weeks, <laughs> he's going to play catch with you. He'll learn to love a new owner. He'll learn to love my Hey, Gronk could have made a lot more money at Detroit. He could have made a lot yeah. more money. Yeah, I, and he chose yeah. not to. So we'll I, see. I, he he is pretty loyal to his owner. Which, I I will say way, I would uh I would hop in Gronk's party boat just FYI like I don't I don't know what the cost would be but that like, is an invitation absolutely. you do not turn down if you, you get that invitation down. you cancel everything invitation. else you go oh man yeah yeah you <laughs> I, better I, I that's how he makes money after he see. retires <laughs> before we move off of this topic I want to I agree I disagree with you Tony I think this could be a uh, a little bit of of Bill Belichick getting into his inner Phil Jackson I think. <laughs> They have they they did a little trade and they had some talks and I think Gronk was fully double like I don't think this was BS he does not want to go play for anyone I think him and Brady have a a, a set agreement where Brady and I think you saw it last year Brady's not going to make the throws where Gronk is having to fully extend out and maybe get hit in the head or legs and he's going to try to protect his boy he because did a bit though right but he did once he got to the playoffs I think once you get to the playoffs and you're against the Jags and they realize we got all bets are off we all bets are off we just got to win and I think Gronk's cool with that but in the regular season week five don't lay me out against the safety of the lines don't lay me out against I mean we'll win we'll still end up with eleven wins in the playoffs and I think there's a little agreement where Gronk whenever Brady does call a quits. I think Gronk's going to retire right then and there. He's got a hell of a career in the WWE. He's going to get a t- paid a ton of monies to go be Gronk in a movie. He can only play Gronk, but someone will pay him a shit ton of money, just like they do The yeah. Rock, to play The hey, Rock. How much How much money are you going to pay to see Gronkowski uh, body slam Ronda Rousey? Oh, man. I guarantee you, that pay-per-view, when he gets that's, into WrestleMania, that pay-per-view is going to get awesome. sold like crazy. <laughs> Gronk go. is WWE made over. And, and – <laughs> He's just fun. People can't get enough of him. Uh, I he I think he calls it quit as soon as Brady's done. Yeah. How about this? But, Journey Journey to the Center of the Earth, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> it's probably going to suck, and it's going to be rated a 5.8 on IMDb. But I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> I might own it. Lethal Weapon 25. Oh man! Now you've sold me. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. All right, moving on. We we. On to another uh, uh, Bill Belichick disciple, and I think, Tony, you might have something, but another coach that I am just totally out on, what the hell is Bill O'Brien doing in Houston? Tony, do you have something for Houston? Yeah, I can tell you this. Um, I was in Houston this weekend to watch the Texans and the Giants play, and I'll talk a little bit more about Houston later. I apologize. (laughs) That is a gorgeous stadium, by the way. And I'll tell you what. Well, it's a reliant stadium, right? 
it's Reliance. Yeah. 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 In, yeah I think it's nice. yeah, Energy Park now. And they it is awesome. It's a great stadium. I I'm really sold on indoor stadiums now. That was it was really great. But uh two things I found out there is one, uh Odell Beckham is probably the most phenomenal athlete I've ever seen in person. Yeah. And two is Bill O'Brien, I think if he went to a restaurant in Houston right now, they'd probably make him pay everybody else's bill <laughs> than his own because they they were roasting him so hard in the parking lot, on the train. They are ready for him to go. And I don't blame him. I think I yeah. saw it's how many in a row is this that Houston's lost? They now have the longest. Now that Cleveland has won, I think they yeah, have they the have longest, longest losing streak, streak at like 10 or 11, I think. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, because they lost six in a row to start to end the season last year. Jeez. He's he's gone. I, I it wouldn't surprise me to see him uh, gone in the next week or two. Oh, that's well, cool. and it's interesting. It, we kind of we yeah. I mentioned it. I yeah. I brought it up. I think a little bit maybe before. I don't know. I, maybe this is just in conversation. But they're the Browns are in a similar position where they're in a hole because you want your rookie quarterback. Like what happened with Deshaun Watson last year is they brought him in and he took the league by storm, and then people thought, oh crap. Uh, maybe we got to keep Bill O'Brien around because he's the Deshaun Watson whisperer when really it's no, no, no. Get him out the door and let's let Deshaun Watson go. Cause right now he's got a yeah. pit bull on a leash and a pit bull's not as scary when it's on a leash. I'll walk by it and act like a badass if, <laughs> if it's on a leash, but you let that, you let that pit bull off the leash and I'm running. I'm like, dad, I'm pushing over pregnant women. I'm gone. And that's the, that's how, that's how NFL defensive yeah. coordinators feel like, like Deshaun Watson's scary, but they don't, they run this like fake read where he's not actually going to ever keep it because they're scared to get him hurt. And he hands it off every time. And then if they'll know, like those coordinators know, oh, they're not going to let him run because they're scared he'll get hurt. Let, you got to let at some point Deshaun Watson's great when you let Deshaun Watson be who he is. And they're, yeah, and they're trying to make him something else. And Bill O'Brien, he's just got to go. go go back under Bill Belichick and be an analyst or, or offensive well, guru, but yeah. you're not a head coach. What was he? Yeah. What was he under Belichick? What was his role? Was he a, he wasn't an OC? He was a coordinator, was, uh, defensive coordinator, I think. Uh, was he offensive? Offense was McDaniels the offense was while McDaniels. I believe he's an offensive that? guy. Offensive guy, offensive line coach. Because then he well, went to he went to Penn State and he, he went to Penn State. Quick, did he? That's right. Yeah, coaching job. Went to Penn State. Yeah, I think did McDaniel's replace him then. Went to Penn State and actually yeah. did pretty decent. Um, yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. Yeah, I, I, you know, they were on hard knocks, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years back. Yeah. I, well, that game you got to see in that game, Tony. Uh, JJ Watt finally looked like the old JJ Watt. My goodness, he was dominating. And I will say this: he is the favorite son of Houston. I mean, oh, he, he oh, every time be. Oh. they said his name, that he got on the field, he made those plays. That place erupted, and it's a pretty loud place. But um, you know, Kevin, real quick, I'm going to kind of disagree a little bit on your Deshaun Watson comment. Watching him in person for the first time, and really watch his arm is not near as strong as I thought it was. And I think we may be looking more of a Dak Prescott than we am. And then we are more of a Cam Newton, uh, somebody who can run and really control that that run option because uh, he just doesn't. He underthrew uh, Lamar Miller was wide open on a second goal. They they had been pushed back about twenty yards because of penalties, but he was <laughs> wide open. He underthrew him about three or four yards, and that happened a couple of times where he bounced the ball in. Either he is not a hundred percent and he can't push off and get that, what he needs on the throw, or he just doesn't have the arm that he needs to have to continue to stay in the league. We may see a well, Dak Prescott. 
I proposed a question to y'all yesterday or last week, and I still think the jury. I don't know if we know for sure if Deshaun Watson is good or not. Like I know last year was awesome, and maybe we over overbought in. But I just think if I got to put my if I'm the if I'm Houston and I got to put all my eggs in one basket, whether it be the Bill O'Brien or Deshaun Watson, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson and let that one more upside fall for sure. apart before I do Bill O'Brien. I yeah yeah no doubt. Saying uh, the other game that was. I think probably the best game of the week last week had to be Atlanta and New Orleans and that the the overtime win for or for New Orleans and just real quick I know we we mentioned it last week but I just can't get enough of that spin move by Drew Brees to, to square. How, how, I wonder what it's got to be like when they when those Atlanta Falcons are watching film and they pause it. The coach pauses it and sees a safety and a linebacker are running at forty five year old Drew Brees or whatever he is now. And he goes, "How do we not tackle this man? Y'all both miss, and he gets a touchdown." Drew Brees is a gamer, but he cannot. He, he cannot slip that tackle. There's just no way that should ever happen. Yeah, I, some uh, two guys just got fined for the Atlanta Falcons. That's a kangaroo court <laughs> fine right there. But hey, but I will say this: the last time I saw a spin move like that from an old man was when Lifford posted two guys up, spun around him, and did a scoop shot <laughs> at Bates Gym. That was that's the last time I saw a move like that. <laughs> Uh, Drew Brees is great. That game was fun. Uh, I will that that game showed me. I think Ka- Calvin Ridley one. It made me wonder why the hell he went to twenty seven in the draft, and why the hell the, the Cowboys missed. He looks exactly like what the Cowboys are missing on the outside. But I think he's the missing piece for that <laughs> offense, and he's going to really because you know they've had Julio, they've had Matt Ryan, that, Devontae Freeman. Hopefully, he comes back soon. They got some running backs, but now they got that second. Uh, Sanu's okay; he's good, but he's not dangerous. What Calvin Ridley showed me is he can do a little bit of everything. He had the route running on his first touchdown, where he made a corner pretty much fall on a little hitch and go. Then he had a burner where he just scored a seventy-five yard touchdown, where he just straight up burned somebody. And then he had another one when he was in the red zone, where he just kind of played the scramble drill with Matt Ryan. I, I love me some Calvin Ridley. That that dude looked like a beast. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You yeah. think he's gonna continue yeah, I that? Two- you think I mean that well, I think he's kind of he's kind of the the what unleashed that offense. So I, we we talked a lot of bad about Sarkeesian and that red zone offense in week one, and they look good the last two weeks against Carolina and New Orleans. Who I, I guess we don't know if New Orleans defense is that good because we talked a little bad about them after Fitz Fitz Magic, but I love what Matt Ryan and that offense is. I, I will. I think the what's going to hold back the Falcons, and they they would be my buy of the week. But I, their defense just is not going to be able to hold up. They, they've been yeah. ravaged by injuries when they lost Deion Jones and Keanu Neal in Week One. Since then, yeah. I saw I was looking up a stat. Since those guys, both those guys were kind of Deion Jones is kind of plays linebacker for him, but he's more of a he's got like safety speed. He's one of those hybrid players, and he is so important to their team because both of those guys kind of they they. They they have run a defensive scheme where they can pretty much just man up, and those running backs that are real shifty like McCaffrey and Kamara, they can usually put one of those safeties and kind of he can just man them up, and they fit athletically. But since those guys have gone out in the last two weeks, uh, Christian McCaffrey had 14 catches on 15 targets for over 100 yards, and then last week Kamara had 15 catches on 20 targets for 120 yards. So it's just. And since 2000, I think, what was it? Bill Barnwell, a guy I follow on ESPN, he's a good follow. On Twitter, he said that's only happened three times in the last five years, and two of them have been to the Falcons in the last two weeks. Teams know how to attack them now, and those are the two best receiving running backs maybe in the NFL. I think LJ was saying a while back – 
Kamara might be the most dangerous. Tyreek Hill's up there, I guess, but Kamara in open field is, is that, that guy will run you ball over. Ball. He'll yeah. juke you. He can do it all. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he is something special. And then on that note, with next week, just for, for you daily fantasy guys, we're, I, I don't know if you want to take my advice, but they play the Bengals next week, and Gio Bernard is a pass-catching back, and I think Mixon's still going to be out, so he might be the, the guy to go get in any daily fantasy stuff because that's the way to attack that's Atlanta. Thinking. That's thinking. Oh, there you go. Kevin laying down the knowledge. Watch out. <laughs> laying down. So – we, we got them both on the pod this week. We got to bring them up. We got to bring up the man, the myth, the legend, the NFL, already crowned the MVP of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Patty, Tony, Patty and what do you got? What do you got? Well, I'll tell you what. This kid is something. And, I, you know, it's been all over the place. So you saw the scramble that he made, and he must have run about 40 yards and on the run to the right and slung slung a bullet into, into the, the corner, back of the, corner end of the end zone. And that was just a phenomenal. So what the that tells me is It reminded two me of some Tony Romo a little bit, Tony. Yeah. Oh, geez. No, not Tony <laughs> Romo. Oh, no, I – and I, it, that three-quarter action that he's got really reminds me of Brett Favre. And they've been saying that for a while. And I don't like to get on anybody else's bandwagon. But it, it really, when you started watching it, it's a big old wind-up of a throw. And he really gets in there in three-quarters. It And uh, the kid can sling the football. I've still got a problem, though. The Chiefs scored 35 points in the first half and three in the second. And let those guys get back into the ball game. That is a problem for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have got to figure out how to get Kareem Hunt into the ball game so they can control the ball in the second half and do something on the ground. Yeah, they've learned how to jump out on teams. They do need to they need to learn the what what do they call it in the NFL, the fourth quarter, like that four like eight minute offense where you just can kill the clock yeah. and have a yeah. a twelve play, eighty yard drive where you just kill yeah. nine minutes or something. LJ, what are you are you still kind of hedging your your Patty Mahomes bets or, or do well, you like it? Where, where do you where do you stand on <laughs> I do think I've been correctly outed as scared of Patty Mahomes. I, I think that is absolutely accurate. Um, that was that was a stupid, Monday night. Um, you're going to have to watch it Monday night. Well, OK, yeah. so here's what I'll say about that is the Broncos are not a great team. Uh, but uh, I think this offense is an exhausting offense and playing that mile high. I, I think it's going to be a closer game than it looks like it's going to be. I don't think the Broncos win it, but um, I, I do think it's going to be shockingly close. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I still think the Chiefs are gonna, just, you know, three or four games from showing us what they are going to be late in the season. But um, yeah. but yeah, Patty Mahomes is for real. I'm I'm taking back a little bit of my I mean, he's let's not call him a once in a generation talent. Um, but, <laughs> but he is for real. The he's, LeBron James of the NFL over here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he might be the Sebastian Telfair. Give us a second. I, I, <laughs> I, I will. I will say this: It's going to be fun to watch Mahomes versus Miller uh, yeah. on Monday night. Well, if they I, let him let's tackle, see it, what that's Bond the can bring. Monday night. Well, no, yeah, he's not allowed to, to actually hit him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I am very interested to see to see that. I, I think that's going to be a good matchup. I, I, it's. I, I am. If we'll see what the line comes, I haven't seen the line yet, but uh, it may be that that the Broncos are a good bet on that. They'll bring it back to the at the very end because Case Keenum is still a good quarterback. Uh, they have developed a good run game uh, with yeah. uh, Freeman and Lindsey, so they they have gotten a uh, where they can run the ball like they want to run the ball with a, mm. a committee. And hey, Emmanuel Sanders and Demaryius Thomas, you know they're not half bad. So yeah. you gotta you gotta 
the Broncos, I think, you know, LJ to the credit, they're they're a better team, I think, than you maybe maybe looking for out of them. And, and it wouldn't surprise me to see the Broncos take one there in Mile High from the Chiefs. It's possible. It's definitely possible. I could see it. But before moving off of them, I do just some of the the stats I was reading about what that offense is doing. Through three games, the Chiefs have scored 15 offensive touchdowns, which ties them with the 98 49ers and the 2013 Broncos. I know you remember watching them a little bit, L. Yep. For the most through three games since the merger. And they joined the 2007 Patriots as the only team since the merger to score at least five touchdowns, five or more touchdowns in each of their first three games. That, they need to learn how to make four quarters. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tony, but yeah. man, they can score points and they can score them they fast. They can score points. Is that 07 Patriots team? Was that the Randy Moss? year yeah was that yeah Brady's 40 something okay uh, yes right. yep that was when Brady threw for 50 that. touchdowns Moss broke the record for receiving I, I think I wonder, pops did, did you do you remember when the fantasy ball that year? year was that yeah. an acromegaly year yeah yeah I remember that because <laughs> because I had Randy Moss and I had Tom Brady and I've still got records uh in our league for most points scored I was I was undefe- I w- actually I lost one game in the regular season and I defended that in the fantasy bowl against the team that that beat me and I was just a badass that year. You know yeah, I, I bet much. what a talent what people really wanted to hear when they when they clicked play on this episode they really wanted to hear how dad's fantasy team was in 07 like how good they were yeah, maybe maybe the best to, tell you. <laughs> maybe yeah. the best fantasy football team of all time I mean, I'm just I mean, throwing it out there. We talk about the we talk right. about the '72 Dolphins and the '07 Acromegalies in the same breath. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he was no, he was no uh, Cordell Stewart. I'll say that though. <laughs> uh, that was the other time I won. But anyway, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention on the on the Chiefs, uh, where do we put Tyreek Hill on the list of? Wide receivers is he up there with the the Odell Julio's Antonio Browns or is he still the tier below? Well, he's a totally different player. I, yeah, I agree with that. It I, it depends on are we talking fantasy? We're talking actual. As well, I just I noticed in that game specifically last week, uh, Mahomes took a shot deep to him, which he's going to do that a lot. But he took a shot deep, and it wasn't just. Tyreek Hill had burned someone. It was Tyreek Hill kind of went up in between two guys and caught a caught yeah. a ball over everyone. And I was just kind of like, I, it just took me back a little bit. And I think with the way Andy Reid uses him with Mahomes at quarterback, I guess, yeah, there's a difference. Fantasy-wise, he probably is right there with him. But does he change a game quite like Julio and D-Hop and Odell and some of the Antonio I, Brown? I would say it like this. Uh, you know, he's a game changer, no doubt. But he's not who you plan to shut down. He's not like a Julio or an Odell or Antonio Brown, uh, Mike Evans, who you've got to say, look, we're going to have to double team this guy and 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 shut him down in order to have an opportunity to beat this team. He's going to go deep. He's going to catch three to four balls a game, and he's you know you just got to hope to to you know, to keep that to a minimum. So he's a game changer, but I don't think he's someone that you uh, that you plan your game around on who to stop. I hate agreeing with you, but that's dead on. Yeah, that's they're trying to stop Travis Kelsey. When you play the Chiefs, you're trying to stop Travis Kelsey. That's who you're trying to keep from scoring. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. And uh, I want to go to the the next game on my list was the I I I almost don't want to bring it up, but the the Seattle the Seattle Dallas game. Oh, 
The yes, first sir. thing, real quick, Come I want to get this it. off because I know we're going to have a longer discussion on on Mr. Prescott. But the the Earl Thomas Seattle thing is kind of the most fascinating thing that I, that I can the storyline I'm watching this year, just because like he wants to be traded, he's sitting out of practice, and the team can't bench him because he's clearly the best player on the field every time he comes out there. He single handedly looked like he won that game. But on to what I know Tony wants wants to talk about, and that <laughs> is God. What I. I think I have to take back my Dak Prescott is just as good as Jared Goff. Uh, I retract <laughs> that statement. It was crazy to see just just not that long ago, Cowboy fans were, forget Romo, Dak Prescott is the future. You know, the Cowboys found their franchise quarterback. And on Twitter yesterday, it was like, Jerry, you need to cut your quarterback. Go find a real quarterback. It was crazy. The 180 degree turn I've seen with Dak Prescott. Sounds like every and, Cowboy fan I've ever met. And last yeah. week, I think it was either last week or the week before. I mentioned that I think I had the statement that Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott is just as good as Jared Goff, just doesn't have the coach. I, I'm not retracting the full statement. I am. Ret- so the first part, yes, <laughs> Dak Prescott is Jared Goff made throws this week. The the Rams and Jared Goff are amazing. He made some throws that I kind of was like, uh, maybe I am selling him short. That guy, I don't think he's quite got lived up to the first overall potential yet. But I think the potential is there. He made some throws that I just couldn't believe that not many guys can make that that Dak Prescott cannot make. And I I think Dak is not the best thing, but I, I just don't understand. It's not Dak that I'm jumping off of as much as God, as long as Jason Garrett's there, this team will not figure it out. And he doubled down that they're going to Scott Linehan's going to keep running the offense. And I, good. Let's just burn up all year. And get rid of Garrett. If this is what it takes to get rid of Garrett, let's go one and fifteen. Like it is just terrible, <laughs> Tony. I, but you're right. I have to. I do see Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. One hundred percent. Well, I, I knew you'd come around, Kevin. So I didn't have to any any doubts about it. So I didn't say much about that comment. But I will say this. You know, it, this is why it's so frustrating to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. You're out there and you lose to what is arguably the worst Seattle Seahawks team in the last ten years. And it, it's it's his second best close. player is a punter. His second best player is a punter, <laughs> and you lost to him. You lost to the punter, damn it! And so, and for Jerry Jones to come out and say, "Hey, I'm not worried. Everything's fine. I, we've got good players. We've got good coaches. I've got faith in them." Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. That's the re- most ridiculous thing an owner can come out and say. If I if I'm the boss of a team and we just screwed up. Two or three reports. I'm not going to come in. And I'm going to say it's okay. We're all good. I know y'all didn't party all weekend. I know y'all didn't have your head in the game. No, I'm going to come in and I'm going to chew some ass. I'm going to say, hey, look, man, you blew those gas reports. We lost forty thousand dollars this weekend, and it's because you didn't price the gas right. I'm not going to come in and say, oh no, I've got full credit with everybody. I'm everything's fine. It's going to be okay. No, I'm going to chew some ass. And if Jerry Jones is going to sit there and say, oh, no, I've got complete faith in these guys and not do anything about it. it just forget it. I'm I'm done. It's just they're, they're <laughs> never they have got they have got to make some changes because mediocre does not cut it in the National Football League. I, I couldn't agree with you. It's funny if, if yeah. Jerry Jones was in and if this was not his football team and just his business and someone was screwing up as much as Jason Garrett and that team has, he wouldn't settle for it. He would not settle for it, but he loves the fact that Jason Garrett lets him keep his finger on the pulse, and he's always one call mm-hmm. away from making a decision. And it just both 
you watch that, and Dad has mentioned this before, not as much about the Cowboys. I'm sure he has mentioned this about the Cowboys, but there's just things mentally that the Cowboys do. You watched Zeke Elliott, that touchdown he should have had where he went out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds and ended up not being, getting called for the touchdown. What? That's just not knowing where you're on the field and a lack, a lack of attention to detail to me. And then later in the game, you see he has that amazing run, and you just know if you're, people are coming up behind you that you see running backs all the time. Once you kind of can feel people coming up, you wrap the ball up. He's still running with it out here, and he fumbles. There's just attention to detail that the Cowboys don't and seem like they've never had. They've always lacked it. And it's it's at some point, the man at the top needs to be held accountable. You, you cut Dez. You let go of Romo, you cut weight, and this year it was like, all right, we got rid of Dez and the cancer in the locker room. The cancer is the head coach. It's not <laughs> Dez. It's the head coach, and we got to get rid of him. And I just, as long as we keep him clapping around, we're going to keep clapping our way to eight and eight. Maybe every now and then we win ten games and go to the playoffs, but they're just mediocre. I don't even think they're mediocre. Like a dream this year. Yeah, they're not mediocre. Is actually above what they are. They are below average as an NFL team, and I feel bad for that defense that comes out there and plays really good football for most of the game, and then they have to sit there and watch their offense just look awful. Uh-huh. And now Sean Lee's out for at least two or three weeks. And that, I don't well, want to say Sean Lee's not like the best defensive player ever, but it is clear when he's not in on that defense, they struggle. Makes a difference. Yeah. You know, and I said that last week. You know, Sean That's Lee's great when he's in there, but he's never in there. And now, not only does he have one hamstring strain, he's got two. How the hell do you get two hamstring strain? What is he out there doing, the bunny hop or something? I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, man. How do you get two hamstring strains? That's, you know, I'll make another Lifford comment about his basketball game, but I've done that already. So, you know, I, I, it's just so to me and shout out to both the Lutheraner boys for making articles out there about what's wrong with America. But here's what's really wrong with America. Forbes came out last week and and gave the listing of the most valuable football franchises in the country. And guess who's number one? Dallas fucking oh, yeah. Cowboys, because they've got all this stuff. And well, why, so if I'm Jerry Jones, what? Hey, I'm making all the money until people stand up and start coming. Stop coming to the game. Stop buying the merchandise. You know, stop parking in his parking lot. He's going to keep doing what he's doing. It's just the path of least resistance. And it's just, that's what's wrong with America right there. Dad, do you have any, any, any thoughts you want to send the Cowboys or do we pretty much sum it up? Well, that's yeah. what's wrong with the Cowboys. I'd say that's what's wrong with the Cowboys. And it and it does start at the top, and it starts at Jerry Jones. I mean, that's where it starts. As long as he's going to have yes men around him, he's going to not succeed. He's going to be mediocre at best in the NFL. And mediocre does not cut it. I mean, I, well, I'd give mediocre for my Arkansas Razorbacks right now. I would take it, but um, except for special teams. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a bad time for me as a football fan because Dallas sucks. And I don't see him getting any better. Dak Prescott's what throwing for 130 yards a game, and he can't do anything but dink and dunk it down the field. We can't go deep except, you know, one busted coverage, I think, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. And the Razorbacks are just, I don't know that they got another win on their record. So it's a <laughs> long season for me. Yeah. Well, and I told you, I told you last week, Dad, that was a great, it was a Let great it day of watching football. I didn't have any, I was watching the Razorbacks just <laughs> blow up. Yeah, and I, they, they were even, they were, they looked good offensively and defensively, but I, I watched them shoot themselves in the foot on special teams and I didn't even care because I was like, ah, it's all right. Yeah. So we've already chalked this year up. And then when the Cowboys shot themselves in the foot, I was like, ah, hey, I'm gonna, I expected this. This is fine. It's okay. I'm going to start boating. I'm going to go boating on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday is what I'm going to start doing. Yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're, you need that dollars per hour to come down. <laughs> 
I mentioned I mentioned that yeah. I, I, my last thing. I'm not completely off of the Dak Prescott. I, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I will say, as a, as I mentioned, Tony, he's not Jared Goff. He doesn't have the arm Jared Goff has, but I I think he could be okay. I, I was looking up. So my big things, my big spiel has been that oh, if, if McVay had the same offense, they would be a lot better. They'd be like the Rams. I don't know if they they wouldn't be as good as the Rams. But interesting stat that I found. So in in 19 regular season games, McVay's been there. Last, yeah, last year was his first year, and then into this year, in 19 regular season game, he scored over 31 points 12 times. Their offense has for the Cowboys. Since 2011, when Jason Garrett, who was the offensive coordinator, he's the offensive guy. They've they've been they've played over 180 games. They've scored over 31 points 20 times. Only eight more times than Sean McVay's Rams. And Sean McVay has done it Jeez. with a rookie quarterback and That's all these guys that like stat. Robert Woods was given to him. I mean, he's it's just Jason Garrett doesn't have any creativity, and Sean McVay does. And I still stick with. If you gave Sean McVay this offense, they're not as good as this Rams one, but they're a lot better. There's some talent out there, and then we just don't use it at all. Man, blows my mind. That's, that's I, Kevin. I I'll make this prediction right now, and I think Dak Prescott's a is a wonderful human being, and he's a great example for those kids out there to work hard and make something of yourself. <laughs> but but. There's a big button coming. There's a big old butt coming. And maybe sooner than this, but three years from now, Dak Prescott is a backup quarterback for somebody. And he'll and he'll be a backup quarterback for four or five years and then he'll be done. And he'll be assistant. He'll be he assistant coach for special operations for Mississippi State. That that'll be interesting to see if it, if, if that rolls out. Uh, the other guy, he's a fourth, he's a fourth that, round draft pick. Other than that, Kurt translates Warner, perfectly. You know, somebody, uh, anyway, <laughs> that ah, translates Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick. Have you ever heard of Tom Brady? Yeah, you got me on that. You got me on that. I got that guy, Tony Romo. Don't start with Tony Romo now. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to have Tony Romo slander on this podcast. We are moving on to the next topic. So, speaking of backup quarterbacks, and one guy that has made a living, as LJ has mentioned, on a few good games and making a paycheck out of it, we saw Monday night. We saw all of it was like the the best of hits of Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, Fitztragic, Pitts, Picks Magic. I mean, it was it, it was insane. I mean, he threw three picks in the span of like. If you blinked, he threw three interceptions, and Twitter was like, here we go, Jameis Winston, it's time for the new quarterback. And then all of a sudden, second half started, and you see him doing the crazy eyes. I didn't realize this, but apparently Harvard has like a celebration, and when he threw that touchdown to Cameron Brate, they're both from Harvard, and they threw up the H on their chest. It was fascinating. I mean, I don't know what to make with with Fitzpatrick, but I will. The topic I want to get to more in that game was – Big Ben and the Steelers. There was a lot, a lot of topics going around. Last week we had it was it was Tony basically saying he's buying the Steelers and that they were going to be back and Big Ben's there. And I was a little skeptical. And then LJ came in and made me almost do like Tony almost talked me into the Steelers or Big Ben's there. And then I think last week I, I kind of was ready to go. Steelers are done. Where where do we stand with the Steelers? LJ, I think you've kind of been kind of steadfast where you're at. What do you think about Big Ben? Oh, I just think Big Ben's the exact same thing that he's always been is uh, his his biggest talent An is that pro? he's six foot five and surrounded by talented <laughs> people. Um, 
and that's it. That's all he's got. Cause all he has to do is dump it off to the Smith Schuster. That's all he does. <laughs> it's like, if you look at his, like his passing charts, you see how many people he throws to outside of 15 yards. Well, he overthrows them. So <laughs> that's his talent is he can throw it really far, but like not, not at a person. He can just throw it far. Like he can throw it over that mountain over there and he's six, five. So he doesn't like go down easy, but like all he does is dump it off to somebody. That's what he does. Oh, that's his talent. Oh. Uncle Tony, I know you got a response to that. Yeah. You know, all he is is six five and stand in a pocket, and throw the football. I, you know what? I think you just described the prototypical NFL quarterback. Uh, you know that is. Well, I mean, if I had six seconds, I might could succeed in that offense. Yeah, is all but I'm saying. I, you know, he's big enough. I think the thing that he gets discounted, doesn't get enough credit for, is, um, uh, is that he's able to get out of of tackle. He's able to get out of a sack yeah, and yeah. move around. Yeah. And so, but he doesn't do it. He doesn't have to do it by scrambling 10, 10 or 12 yards. He does it by stepping up in the pocket and taking that hit. And that's one thing I think he does the best of, of just about any other quarterback in the NFL, standing in that pocket, taking the hit and delivering the football. And yeah, he is throwing a little bit more short than he used to, but dude, I, there's a couple of those post patterns where he hit Smith Schuster. And then that, that one down the sideline to Antonio Brown, I, I, those were phenomenal passes and, and yeah, he may not be what he was seven years ago, but he's still a pretty damn good quarterback. I, I take him, and and he and people discount him in fantasy football. They keep discounting, him and he keeps coming back and scoring points. Well, I mean, stats are not everything, though. I mean, I think oh. I think a Tim Tebow in that offense has got some stats too. Oh. It's, that's a good team. That's a talented team. I don't know if we should mention Tim Tebow and Ben Roethlisberger in the same same book. I think I think Fitzmagic could maybe throw throw a couple in there, but I think Roethlisberger, you just can't discount how he can see over a defense and deliver the football. I mean, yeah, his height is something. Yeah, if you want a tall guy, I mean, I'm sure he's the only tall guy out there. So I'm glad that they picked him up. I have a little bit, so I want to kind of I'm going to be right. I'm stuck on the fence still. I'm straddling it. I agree with LJ to the extent that there, I don't know if there's a better a quarterback that's been surrounded throughout his career with better talent than Roethlisberger has been surrounded by. They have had that franchise has been so good about getting receivers. And then you look at them this year, they, a couple of years back, I know dad's mentioned this before, but a couple of years back, they, they drafted Mike Wallace and he ended up being good. Manuel Sanders mm-hmm. ended up, it, you just see these receivers come to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plaxico Burr is way back. They, they play really good with the Steelers and then they go get a big contract somewhere else because the Steelers know. Or just draft another one and they'll end yeah. up figuring out because they, and then this year, I think they've done the same thing. I think Antonio Brown is great. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best receivers in the game. Juju Smith Schuster is not that far behind him. He is really, really well, good. Antonio Brown's not a secret to anybody anymore no. either. Like you, yeah. you know what you're dealing with with him. And it helps. Smith Schuster has some talent. It helps, it helps Smith Schuster that they're double teaming, they're double teaming Antonio Brown all the time. But then I think James Washington, yeah. you'll see. Later this year, the kid from yeah. Oklahoma State, he's going to be really good. And then Jesse James is a solid tight end. And then we didn't even mention Vance McDonald broke the internet with that oh, stiff man. arm. Chris Conti, I saw today, <laughs> Chris Conti, the safety for the Bucks, he's out for the remainder of the season. And then, you know, the parentheses, they usually put an entry. They just put soul by Chris Conti because he's done. <laughs> he has to quit football. He's done with football because that was – he got thrown five yeah. yards by that big old tight end. And then you saw the tight end yeah. run. I don't know what he ran in the 40, but he was moving down that sideline. Yeah. He was going like a good 4-4. Yeah. And he's no – He's no spring chicken either. That's Vance McDonald. It's not like he's some rookie or something. But I, the, one of the greatest things I saw uh, in that game is when they slowed it down, when Vance McDonald gave the uh, the shiver, if you look you over. Kent Hayward behind um, them? Yeah. 
and it's his his face is classic. It's like, oh damn! He like, oh, we'll put it, we'll put it in the show notes. That. He's like, point, that. like you just yeah. see him point at the guy on oh, the ground, and he's just, he's his like, face is just going, damn! <laughs> it was something, man. That was great. That was that was awesome. That was awesome. And then, but, yeah, oh, I, by the way, Roethlisberger's also had. Uh, we mentioned the weapons he has. He also has had the best running back in the NFL the past three or four years. And this isn't new. He has had talent all around him. But to yeah, Tony's credit, I'm just saying. The, the, the play that heard. sealed the game. Well, the, the play that sealed the game is exactly what Tony's talking about. I, I know James Conner made a few runs, but I think we clearly it's it's no doubt now they're missing a little something with Bell because James Conner, why he's okay, he is definitely not even close mm-hmm. to Le'Veon Bell. But you saw yeah. the play that sealed it. It wasn't a run because they went to Big Ben and he did his little thing. It was that I don't understand it because he looks like he's slow and it looks like he's about to fall the whole time. But I, lo and behold, he always finds someone on go. third and nine, he, and he did the big yeah, Ben play. Well, it was the big Ben play. He did. He did take three fingers to the forehead, so I think he might be in the walking boot for the rest of the week. We'll <laughs> see what happens. But that, um, hey, come on, man, you gotta love that 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 fall. Down. That was awesome. Thank you. Hit well, me on so the head. I'm down. The, I'm down. The flop, the Neymar flop, hey, is what I gotta love. Hey, until you've been hit by the Jason Pierre Paul club, you don't know what hit me. <laughs> So let's I'm real quick. Saying, let's get on to looking after JPP. <laughs> let's real quick get on to that roughing the past stuff. It was on for, all week. It's been, we already talked Clay Matthews last week. We won't get into that one. But then Monday night, it was like the refs wanted to make an even bigger point to call roughing the past. The one that got me. I've never seen. They had Jared McCoy mic'd up, and you see him yeah. as he's going to hit. Uh, Big Ben, he apologizes, but almost before he hits him, he's saying, sorry, Ben. And he hits him and he literally does. He pulls his hands. He's like pulling his hands back to make sure I don't do anything. And just you can't when a big man starts letting off and hits another big man, someone's going to fall. And Big Ben fell and they call the penalty. And that one, you're like, oh, oh my God. But okay, whatever. He did kind of hit him. So yeah. I was like, what? Maybe, maybe. But yeah. then, like y'all mentioned, the one where PR Paul accidentally taps Big Ben on the top of the head and Big Ben falls down like he's Neymar yeah. or Just like crumbles. he's. Yeah. He threw his arms up too. And then, that was and the then best Big part. Ben he threw his arms up and then fell. He had the audacity after the game to say that, yeah, I think they're calling. I don't even, I'm a quarterback and it benefits me and I don't even like seeing these calls. What the yeah. hell are you doing then? Why did you flop what, like did that? Did you hear what he said? Yeah. Did you hear what he said today? What did he say? Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, that after after he got hit in the head, he heard his helmet ring like a bell. <laughs> they already got, you already got the man. 15 yards in the automatic first down, Ben. What are we doing? Yeah, he's talking on Tuesday Ow. about how his helmet rang. Ow, well, you hit yeah, me. whatever. Dude. You hit me in the microphone. Ow. Just like just like Tony said, you that know, hit, walking big and two broken fingers. Yeah, yeah Big Ben's play. known we'll for see. Big Ben's known for rumbling and mumbling and finding someone on third down, yeah. and he's also known for on Tuesday playing up any injury he possibly yeah. can. Oh, you yeah. saw him after well, after he got slightly hit. He was like holding his elbow a little bit. He is the the most dramatic quarterback I've ever seen in my entire football watching life. Come on, man. Uh, well, I will say this. Yeah, two two things. You saw the well. First, you know that hit to the head would have been a penalty last year. Any blow to the head by the court, any, just yeah. just grazing it has been a penalty for two or three years. But two things happened today. One, uh, the money men got together, the uh, competition committee, and started bringing up this rule. And those are the money. Those yeah. are the money guys. And so, uh, yeah. if they're starting to get together and talk about it, they had a teleconference. There won't be any it, rule so. changes this year, but maybe for for next year or in the future. But yes, what I did that, see that though. But what that means is that there's going to be a little phone call to the referees, and they're going to say, "Hey, look, this is where we need to kind of 
pull this back a little bit. I know you guys are calling it the way the rule is, but just like the catch rule, let's let's interpret it like this. And I think you'll see those things come back a little bit. I, I think it's what 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 will happen there. Well, and on that, I'd like to like I think the refs deserve a shout out. Like they're they're terrible calls, but they're letter they're the just law. Call, they're yeah, calling they're calling right. what the, they know yeah, that they're bad call. calls. Yeah. Yeah. But they're standing up knowing that they're going to be on on every sports talk show talking about how trash they are. And they're doing it right. They're doing their job yeah. perfectly. So. And the second thing is, uh, I well, forgot which. Oh, yeah. Yo, I forgot which uh, <laughs> lineman defensive lineman came out today and said he tore his ACL trying to avoid. It was the Dolphins running. defensive lineman. And there's a play okay. where you see. He doesn't. Oh, is that what it was? He doesn't want to put that. his his body weight on the guy, so he tries to like stop himself, and his knee hyperextends, and he tears his ACL. ACL, and so that was the second Ugh. thing that happened. So now these guys are going to say, "Look what this is doing to the not only what it's doing to the game, but now other players are getting hurt trying to keep this from happening." I, unless we start to put flags on the damn quarterback and letting him, you know, grab his flag, he's tackled. Then you know they're going to have to let the guys get hit. Some. I, I just think I mean I think I think you're right. I think we're seeing that there's not a line to cross yeah. uh one way or another, yeah. but there's extremes. Yeah. There's only two ways to do this and it's let's keep everybody safe yeah. or let's yeah. let everybody get hurt. And yeah. I don't think there's a big in between yeah. You know kind of sucks. I kind of wish there was a big. We've yeah. seen I think it the before. only thing they could do the only thing they could do to change it or sorry Kevin, the only thing they could do to change it right now is if they they went back and started enforcing the in the grasp rule a little bit more uh, strenuously, so that that way if a if a uh, defensive lineman could just grab him, then hey, in the grasp, play over. Because what's happened since they relaxed yeah. that rule is that now these defensive linemen are starting to have to hit the quarterback more, and that happened. Yeah. I, Tom Brady was one of those guys that caused that in the grasp rule to be uh, kind of yeah. let go a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, and absolutely, it, I just You're think right. I know like Clay Matthews has been killed with these roughing the passers and there's a reason and part of it i think he, they look at him a little closer because in the past he's kind of he's he's really hit some quarterbacks and you just know the rule got made off that anthony Barr one to to aaron Rodgers, and you can tell when a defensive lineman and a defensive lineman can tell when there's some malicious intent when they're going all right i didn't get my sack but i'm still gonna make him pay for it and you can tell these guys aren't doing that they're just they're just trying to tackle him and then he throws it right beforehand so the guy gets hit and that happens and we can yep. call the ones when 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 you pick up their leg and drive them into the ground afterward. I'm okay with calling mm. that. That's okay. Yeah. I wanna I wanna have my quarterbacks play. Like I know we're gonna have to watch like five primetime football games now where Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing for the 49ers, and that sucks. I hate that. But let a defensive lineman do his job. Don't you can't make him not touch the quarterback. Then like your yeah. like Tony said, put a flag on him or let him hit him some. I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You gotta do something. Gotta Got to change that somehow, and and uh, you know if you're there's a big difference between Powell driving him on top of his shoulder and he breaks his collarbone and Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers deal that they say this is all caused from and flat catching the the quarterback right in his chest and just tackling. There's a big difference, and and they've got to figure that out. All right, well. Let's yeah. let's wrap up how we always do. And I know someone I know you're not gonna be you're not buying the, the NFL rules committee right now. Uh, <laughs> no one probably is. No. But Tony, I'll start off with you. Well, I mean now everybody's selling. Yeah, you can buy them cheap. You can buy them cheap. We'll start off low risk. We'll start off with with Uncle Tony. Tony, who you got for this week on your Who you got? Who you buying this week? Okay, so staying with our uh, staying with our tradition of having somebody different than you had last week. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, hey, they're they're Ooh, three and zero. Yeah. I was looking at now, them. 
And yeah. when you look at their offensive stats, they are still middle of the road. They're they're scoring, but they're scoring in weird ways. And they're just kind of figuring some stuff out. But you know what? The defense has turned around. And the AFC East, with Buffalo going out there and beating Minnesota, even with that, the AFC East has turned to where they're not necessarily um, that that good of a of a division. And they've got a two-game lead on the New England Patriots. And and big game this week as those two meet, I think. But uh, uh, I think uh, that's yeah. a – I, I think that's a – I'm going with the, the Dolphins. Well, so that's an interesting one. And I saw LJ said he was thinking about it too, and I was looking at it too. I, I started to look up some stuff, and I don't think people realize that the Ryan Tannehill-Adam Gase connection in Miami – Tannehill's basically seen as an average quarterback, and I'm not saying I'm on the on the – on the side going, he's an, he's an above average. He's a really good player franchise guy, but it is interesting that in their last 12, in the last 12 starts that Ryan Tannehill has had, he is 11 and one in his last 12 games that he has started. And under Adam Gase, the Dolphins wow. are 10 and five when Ryan Tannehill starts and they're eight and 12 when he doesn't. They're, wow. they're just better yep. when he's a quarterback. And it's like Tony said, yeah. there's, it's not flashy stats. It's going to end up being like 230 yards, but it's usually two touchdowns and no picks. And he also runs for like a long third down when it's crucial. There's just they yep. just get it done. I, they get it done. Yep, absolutely. And hey, hey, in the girlfriend slash wife sweepstakes, he's doing pretty good. You got to like that. He's doing very well, very <laughs> well in good. that category. <laughs> he's he's not, right up he there with the Tom Brady's. <laughs> not he not might not be up there with Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick, but uh, she's not bad. She's not <laughs> that, bad. I, I like I like your going with. I, I'm with you. I, they've. They're just they're already three and oh. They got a lead. They're gonna get to play the Bills two more times. That yeah. uh, the, yeah. the 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 route for them to make the playoffs is not crazy at all right now. So right. LJ, yeah. who do you got this week for you? Who are you buying this week? Well, so I was looking at a bunch of stats. I was really trying to prove that Ben Roethlisberger is a garbage quarterback and the stats <laughs> really didn't back me up. So um I didn't want to bring that up at all. But uh, I did find the turnover differentials for all the teams. And uh for 31 of the teams, they're either between four and negative four. And for one team, they've got a nine. And so I'm buying the Cleveland Browns right now. I'm telling you. Let me hear it. <laughs> we just, but that, they're going to oh, get stuck. They're going to get stuck because this talent is there and the team's there. And they're going to, despite Hugh Jackson, Baker Mayfield and that defense is going to win yep. like eight games. And yep. it's going to be the right. first time where the Browns didn't lose. So they're going to go, well, we got to give Hugh Jackson an extension. And they're going to be stuck yep. with them. Yep. Yep. That, that's going to happen. You know what I'm buying. Woo. But yeah, I'm with Stay on that road, they, LJ. Stay on that road, my friend. <laughs> The only keep problem, it, the only problem is I don't think keep you're buying real. cheap anymore. You probably could have bought cheap before, but now people yeah. like love Baker, the Baker Mayfield hype. I don't know if y'all watched after that game. We thought Dad had a man crush on Malcolm Gladwell. Michael Irvin had a huge man crush on Baker Mayfield. He couldn't get enough of him. Kept getting out of his chair and like rubbing his back. It was kind of weird, but. Yeah. The hype on Baker is going to go through the roof, and I understand yeah. it's good. And that talent, like you said, the defense creates turnovers. I like that yeah. actually. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know what? From a uh, from a standpoint of of buying low, that's that's a pretty good buy because Baker Mayfield could actually. I think the only lower you could go, and not not still. I don't think Kevin's going with Buffalo right here, but I, mean, <laughs> I think you could. Uh, Josh I Allen, baby, you could buy any, <laughs> buy any lower, and and Baker Mayfield could turn that over. They actually could be have a winning record this year. I'll say that. I don't know if they're making the playoffs, Which but they, is I wild. think Cleveland's going to win it. I think I yeah. agree with you. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know about that. So the team I'm going to buy, got, and Kevin? this one isn't this one isn't uh, flashy. I don't think, but I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. I'm getting in at the right time, and I am. You know what? Sell anyone who's thinking about selling the New England Patriots stock. Give it here. 
I'm buying all of it. I think <laughs> okay. people are insane. And I'll tell you why. So they're lacking. They're lacking. I think when you watch them, they're lacking plate. They're lacking their Deion Lewis from last year, that that running back that can yeah. kind of do a little bit between tackles. And I think Sony Michelle will he's only played like one game, one real game. He played the week before, but barely. I think he'll get there. There's talent there. And then yeah. we're what you're seeing on the outside, Gronk hasn't if you're saying Gronk's lost step, I don't think so. I think he'll be just fine. But what you're seeing is there's literally, and Tony mentioned it earlier, there's no one else to guard on that offense. They can just triple team him. And Chris Hogan, they're trying to use him in the slot, and that's just not what he does. He's an outside guy. They're missing not only are they missing Edelman, but they're missing Amendola. Like all the guys that Tom Brady loves in the slot, he doesn't have right now. So you give them two weeks. Say they if they can find a way to win this game against the Dolphins, they're two and two, and then they get Josh Gordon. I don't know if he's going to be great. I'm not jumping on that he's going to be the Randy Moss this year's Randy Moss or anything. But they, you can't. You got to at least factor him in. You probably need to have a safety over the top. Then you get. Tom Brady's boy in the middle, Edelman, and then Hogan gets back to his natural position, and now Gronk's getting back to one-on-one coverage. I just think they're still an easy route, and it's still the AFC East. They still get to play the Jets and Bills two times a year. The Dolphins, as much as I'm with you, I think I'm buying them, there's nothing that just completely scares me about the Dolphins. They're still kind of average. I'm buying the Patriots. I think they'll be just fine. That's not a bad. That's not yeah. a bad buy right there. I I, yeah. I have to agree with you. And and as we talked earlier, my only concern is about their defense. But you know what? They could be like God. I can't remember which one. Pick whichever version of the Patriots. There's so damn many of them. It's one of the very where they just outscored everybody. They knew the yeah. defense was lousy. They give us give us two turnovers and we'll outscore everybody. They could try to turn into that and 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 ride Brady off into the sunset. You know, yeah, he can trade. And- in his four-year-old supermodel for two twenties, and he'll be fine. And, and there are two losses this year to Jacksonville, as we mentioned, who's a good AFC team, and I think played up like it was their Super Bowl. Basically, they played their biggest game, and then their other one was to the to the Lions. Who I don't think the I, I know Tony was kind of buying in on him. I don't like love Patricia, but he has been in that building. He knows if anyone knows that building well, it's Patricia. So maybe you know, yep. just maybe we've done this before. We've been on this train. Let's just wait. They're going to come back and be just fine. But Let's move on to this week's... uh, Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. Who is this week for you, Tony? Who is exactly who you thought they were? The Green Bay Packers. Okay. okay. Green Bay is just one of those. They're they're a middle of the road team. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, he can survive. Then maybe they're eke their way in the playoffs. I think the NFC is going to be one of the toughest divisions to are the tougher of the two leagues to make the playoffs in with all the talent down yeah. in the NFC South. Green Bay at one one and one. They're you know that's a tough tough start for them. They really need to get out to a little bit hotter start before it gets cold in Green Bay. And they're just they're just average. And uh, that's going to be tough tough for them to play through with the strength that Minnesota has. And Minnesota got caught in a, that was, you know, that was a, a, a catch game, you know, uh, Sunday playing the uh, Buffalo before a Thursday night game with uh, um, the, Rams. the Rams. They got the biggest game I of the week. the Vikings, yeah. they, they got into that trap game and they fell right in it. And you could see that Buffalo scored 27 points in left, like the first quarter and didn't score a point after that. I mean, that was really a, oh my God, what happened to us? And so I think Minnesota is still the quality of that division. Although I know somebody that was buying Chicago. Um, and I, uh, so uh, I think Green Bay is, is who we thought they were. I like that. Yeah. LJ, what, what do you have for, for your uh, who we thought they were? Well, I was uh, the Broncos are, I think, exactly who I think they are. 
Um, I, I was I, I got a little about amped them. about them for over last week, but I think they're exactly what they're supposed to be. I mean, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to have a better than 500 record. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because that division's tough. Um, and, you know, I just think that's where it's going to land. And I thought they about, seem to show that this week. So I thought about maybe making the Broncos my the team that's not talking about the playoffs this week. And it's it's yeah. it, it wasn't a shot necessarily. It's just it was kind of like we've talked about. I know you've been you've loved to talk about how Andy Reid and the Chiefs always start fast. Well, there's been no other mm-hmm. team more n- n- notorious than the Broncos. I swear they always I, I don't know. It seems like the past five years they've always started out two or three games in a row at Mile High Stadium. They get to play the first couple of games where they already have a big home field advantage and they start yeah. out two or three. and oh, just like they did last year when they crushed the Cowboys and people are like, oh, man, maybe these Broncos teams for real. And then you learn, you learn, oh yeah, they're often still they're they're lacking a playmaker at running back. Case yep. Keenum's still yep. figuring it out. They they lost a lot on defense. I'm with you. So they're going to be okay, right, so, but they're not great. They're not bad. They're just kind of okay. stuck. Right so there. now, so now you guys have pissed me off. Being so nice, here we go. Okay, so here we go. Here's the thing. So all right. So this is ridiculous. Uh, I, last week we're talking about all the Broncos this and the Chiefs are this or Chiefs aren't this and oh my God the Chiefs and the Broncos are going to be so much better, blah 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 blah. And then this week we both come in so nice. So here's the thing, right? I think the Chiefs are going to lambaste the Broncos come Monday night, <laughs> and it's a 20, 20, 25 point difference. And the Chiefs finally find their defense. And Case Keenum's on the ground three times. So I tell you what, I'm going to put this out there for you, gentlemen. Next week on the Chiefs, take it if you want. Chiefs Broncos. The Chiefs win. The Bonehammer emblem goes up on the JPP page. The the oh. Broncos win. Every single fantasy football account that I have, and unfortunately there are several, I'll put the JPP <laughs> emblem up on it. Take it or well, leave it, boys. Time out, time out. So you're just money, you're going, this. Come on. You're going Come on straight back up. down you're, to earth. Come on. Let's get it. You're going straight up. You're saying that you're just taking the Chiefs straight up. We're not even getting straight points up. or anything? Chiefs straight yeah, you're up. You're giving no us points. a 25 point differential, but you're not no. going to give us those numbers. Come on. Come on. Be Confident. What happened to lamb based in the Broncos? Come on, come on. Yeah, you know we need to do any points. It's a it's an away game. I just looked up. So I just looked up the line. I looked up the line for the game. And Uh as of right now, as of we're recording this on Tuesday night, the line is Chiefs are minus four and a half. Oh no, shit! Really? Four and a half. That's so all Broncos are home dogs. Oh, oh, oh crap! You, See, you, that's what I have when I open my mouth before I go and read the lines. So um, <laughs> no, I'll still take it. I want no. I, I can't give any points. So come on, straight up, straight up. Come on, come on. I think I'm in. I mean, come but, on. I, okay. So pops in, pops has left us. I don't want to make a decision on the website like you guys did without me <laughs> a couple weeks back. So I think we might need to. Uh, maybe like hey, a like we could bet some alert shots or something like that. You know? uh, hey, That's kind of what I'm, I'm open for. Whatever, whatever, man. Put it <laughs> put it on the line, Kevin. You got that down? So we're going straight up, just straight up. Broncos and Chiefs Monday straight night. Up. Monday night. I'm, I'm saying Chiefs. Broncos and what? What's our what's what's the cost here? Uh, oh, I was throwing out a malort shot, but I don't know if you can get some malort where you are. I don't know uh, if that's malort. What? Totally feasible. It's the malort it's the official is the best alcohol you could the, ever get. It's the official malort. liquor of the Just Press Play podcast. Buy malort. Okay, send me send me what that is. I'll find it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, shots and I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Someone has to like we have to have video put up somewhere. Fantastic. Of done a malort shot for the loser. All right, All right deal. And go. let's okay, let's I'll go with that. And let's, if we lose, Kevin and Dad has to take one too. That's my ah, thought. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
All right, and now uh, before we move on to the playoffs, uh, the team that or the person that I'm going with who we thought I'm not actually going to go a team. I'm going to go with a player is who we thought they were. And it's I know I've been all over the Vikings and I like the Vikings. No, we never really said it had to be a team. I love it. I love it. I want to go with Kirk Cousins. I just think he's 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 a good. He's okay, but he is just – it's who we thought that there's going to be games where Kirk Cousins comes out and has two turnovers in the first six minutes. I think you're wrong here. I – yeah, I picked the Vikings to win know. Super Bowl before the year started. And what worried me was if yeah. Kirk Cousins comes down to earth and then he's going to have seven weeks where he's really good. But what worries me is every now and then there's just going to be that Kirk Cousins game. And if it comes up in the playoffs when it's winter go home, that's what scares me with the Vikings. They're a great team. Kirk Cousins is going to win 14, 12 games this year. But there's going to be two or three where he just throws a blunder. And you saw it last week at the Bills. Uh, I know y'all seem to be scoffing at well, it. Well, I – yeah, I'm scoffing at that. I'll say this. Every every year, there's a bizarro week. I'm not saying last week was the bizarro week, but it was pretty close because Old Dominion beats Beat Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. <laughs> Buffalo goes on the road as a 17-point underdog and beats the Vikings. First time that's happened uh, in 40 Detroit, years. Yeah, and then Detroit beats New England uh, six and a half points. I think they were dogs, and uh, that's just – that's. If you had those three parlays, you're dancing in the streets of Vegas still today. So, <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't know that I would, I would make Kirk Cousins my. We are who we thought we were. Unless you're saying, yeah, he's a, he's a great quarterback. Then yeah, well, he is who we thought. Here's he was. so what I'm saying is he, he's, he's an above average quarterback. He's good. And he's he's a step up from Case Keenum, and he's going to take that offense to another level. But he's still going to have Kirk Cousins games every about three times okay. a year, four times a year. There's okay. going to be a Kirk Cousins game where he just completely All shoots right. the team in the foot. And I think now, now that he's off the Redskins and on the Vikings, they can maybe overcome some of those games because Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Diggs yeah. and that defense. And Dalvin was out, and yeah, and, and Latavius Murray fell flat on his face. Cost me a. Yeah, he cost a lot of guys fantasy asshole. football. But, I mean, know, I think that, a lot yeah. of people went Latavius Murray. Yeah, I think you screwed uh, over Hannah a little yeah, bit. Kev. Yeah, I gave some advice to go pick him up, man, and he sucked. That was rough. Um, Corey Clement was a play. And before we move, anyway, before we move off of this, I wanted to. I, I think since Dad's not here right now, we should do. I think for bye bye bye. I think he would pick the L.A. Rams. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, he's really he's he's a, he needs to quit going out on a limb there. Why change? Why change? <laughs> and then for the who we thought they were, he he would probably ask, well, does it have to be a bad thing? And then we'd say, no, of course not. And then he'd probably pick the L.A. Rams. So <laughs> we've got that settled. <laughs> there you go. There Let's he is. Yeah. Right there in the middle. You got him. And then he would somehow mention a golf take in there. But uh, I want to <laughs> yeah. real quick. You know who I thought he was? Tiger Woods. <laughs> real quick on the on the Rams. There you go. Another crazy stat that it was. I, I want to throw out the stat of the day that I found was. The lowest three and out percentages in the NFL through three weeks. And at and here's the top five. Tied for three were all the Chiefs, Raiders, and Bengals at 25%. I was surprised to see the Raiders up there. I do think I, LJ tried to sell us on Gruden earlier this week. But uh, then at number two, at number two was the Buccaneers at 21%. And then at number one is who dad's buying, the Rams. But get this. At 6.9%. They are way lower than the other teams at the top. And they've only punted the ball in three games. Sam Hecker's a great punter that they have. He's only punted the ball five times in three games. 
Since 1950, you know, only wow. two other teams have punted wow. less through three weeks, and it's the 1992 49ers under Bill Walsh and the 2007 wow. Patriots that went undefeated in the regular season. That, that That is – I'm telling you what, man. You can scrape together some of the best stats I've ever heard. That, that's I spent too much awesome. time on we, the internet. That is entirely too we, much time on the internet yeah. is what that is. <laughs> I, do, I do not want to see your browser history. That's all I want to say. Um, <laughs> well, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> well, they get um, the private browser chill, so, guys. So wait a minute. So, so I want to just real quick, and I know we're running long, but okay. So I want to make sure I, I understand this. So the Oakland Raiders have the second best third down three and out percentage. They've gone three and right? out the least amount of times, so they at least get a first least amount of times other than the Rams. So that tells you how bad the Raiders are. They're zero and three, <laughs> can't hold a lead. Wait, wait, and yet is this they, your? That's just playoffs? terrible. I'm talking about playoffs. Is no, this your team that's not talking playoffs? No. I just hope no, we can I win gotta, a game. I, <laughs> I've already <laughs> been on them, and y'all got on to me that day because they are who I thought they were. And been that way. I've picked them the first two weeks. I'd still pick them this week, but I want to do somebody different. <laughs> that Those guys, it's just it, – it's like I said, it's flash in the pan. You got uh, Chucky on the sidelines, and they're just getting ready for Vegas, baby. They're just getting ready for Vegas. But my playoffs – playoffs is the Houston Texans. <laughs> After seeing them in person, yeah. wow. That's a bad team with some really good players on it, but that's a that's a bad team, bad team. And and like I said, I I, I think Bill O'Brien is gone in two weeks. Uh, the only thing, the only argument I would have to you there is if and you said I, you watched more of the game than I did. I watched some of it, but I didn't get to all of it. There were some plays, some plays where Deshaun Watson made that really kind of made me maybe scratch my head. There was one at the end of the game where they didn't have any timeouts and they needed to. They had to either have an incomplete or out of bounds, and he throws the ball like in the middle of the field, not to the end zone. Like it just clearly, you're just kind of it was a boneheaded play. And then there's a couple times where he underthrew or overthrew a guy, and I don't know. I just think if, if Bill O'Brien, I'm with you. They lose this week, and Bill O'Brien needs to be fired to me. And then if the next guy comes in and gets kind of innovative and just goes, we're going to let Deshaun Watson be crazy, Deshaun Watson, and let's see what happens. There's a chance that I don't think that division's great. There's the Jaguars, and then who else? And Tennessee. I, yeah. yeah, Tennessee's okay. They've won. I don't know, but they're defense. I I thought about them as my as I, there's, my buy. There's just some but. talent. There's some talent on the on the Texans roster that kind of makes me go that, that I wouldn't with JJ Watt and Clowney yeah. and stuff. But I'm with you. I don't. They probably don't make the playoffs. And as long as Bill Bryan's there, they definitely don't make the playoffs. He is just a right. just yeah. not a good but, team. LJ, who you got? Who who do you have that is not take, not talking playoffs at all? They're just hoping they can win. Uh, I mean, I feel like. I just bought them. So uh, the San Francisco 49ers with that ACL. <laughs> uh, I knew tear. they were going to come up, and that's <laughs> that was definitely that, the definitely the downer of the weekend was <clears throat> yeah. seeing Jimmy G towards ACL. Yeah. That yeah. one, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. And there's I some. Mean, that's I tough. think there's some serious issues on that on that roster. I, I, we were ready, a lot of people were ready to buy into him this year, and I'll put my hand up. Oh, I thought I they were going to yeah. be decent. Uh, that defense is not good. They are bad, and without Jimmy G at quarterback, I, it could be a, it could end up spiraling out of control quick. I think for Kyle Shanahan. It might. We'll see. I don't know. But I don't think they're making playoffs. Two things on the 49ers first. Yeah. When have you ever heard of a Shanahan, Mike or Kyle defense? You don't hear their defense. You always hear people talk about their offense. So that was destined to happen. But I will tell you this. The best play of the week happened in that 49ers game. And it was was the touchdown celebration of Marquise Goodwin. I think his name is Couch, number 84. If you haven't seen that, you need to go take a look at that touchdown celebration. Google that. Or just watch the NFL.com and All see right. that. So we'll it was awesome. We'll it was hey, one of the best ones Goodwin. I've ever I'm all seen. About Marquise Goodwin, he like yeah, he's a hero. Yeah, 
It was. I'll look for it. It was awesome. Best since Mark Ingram's little Snooky dance or whatever those things are called uh, <laughs> that he did last year. I, I don't know what that dance is called. I'm an old guy, but it's uh that it's awesome. You need to check it out. <laughs> All right, that was definitely one of the ones I was thinking about going. I almost didn't want to choose them as not talking playoffs just because I was I was bummed out about Jimmy G getting hurt and it yeah. just, that sucks a non contact injury. I, but if you're going to tear an ACL, it's it's better to tear it now early, and he'll be back full ready for next year. Yeah. And I think, if anything, that was actually the best thing, maybe the best thing that could have happened for the 49ers. Because as we mentioned, there's some holes on that roster, and they're still young. They're, end up, they're going to end up with another high pick, and next year maybe they'll be ready for that leap. But well, they, next they, year they, they might have they Bruden and McKinnon bouncing off of each other too. So Yeah. That's a scary so, team next year, yeah, I think. I think and you're right. Yeah. we mentioned it earlier, the team that I'm going with as they're not talking the playoffs – it's McCowboys. They are not going to make the playoffs. They're not. They're their only reason they're not the worst team in that division is because the Giants also reside in that division, and I think the Giants suck. And Eli Manning needs to go. But music, the Cowboys, music the, to my ears. The Cowboys might actually even be worse than the Giants. It's just, and both those teams yeah. have running backs that I think you could make so good with Barkley and Elliott. And they, and they, they they've both teams are decided they're going to try to get him the ball in the passing game and throw it to him because why wouldn't yeah. you? But they're not creative. About it. They just throw little flat routes instead of like McVeigh does, where all of a sudden you see Todd Gurley in the slot or you see Kareem Hunt motion out to the slot. Like these, they're not creative. They just throw it out there and hope they can make a guy miss. And you see Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott usually make the first guy miss, but they're behind the line of scrimmage and there's another guy coming and it usually ends up for a yard or two instead of out in open field. So that's who I'm going with. I, the Cowboys. I'm my best hope for this year for the Cowboys is let's go four and twelve. Bottom out suck and get rid of Garrett and get a good pick. Yeah. I, I just I, I I'm afraid what's going to happen is they're going to go seven and nine. They're not going to suck, but they're not going to make the playoffs, and they're going to get a middle of the road pick, and it sucks. I, I yeah. see it coming, yeah. and you we know, stick around with Garrett. Yeah, you know, I feel like that guy. I feel like that coach. Uh, in remember, remember the Titans. You know when he grabs that defense side. If those boys cross that yard line again tonight, I will tell you, you you make them remember the time they played the Titans. That's what I feel like right now. You remember to fire Jason Garrett. I just yep. you know if if the Cowboys can go two three if they can go four and twelve five and eleven that leaves no doubt that they've got. To go, got but to the go. problem is, is there's talent on that roster, and they're going to find a way to somehow win three games in a row no. at the end of the year. And and Jerry Jones, oh, I can already hear it. he's going to be one Johnny Walker too deep, and he's going to come on the radio show and go <laughs> Johnny Walker well, too deep. Well, I really Not like how things were building side, towards the end of the year, and I like what Dak Prescott's <sighs> doing under Garrett, and I really Gosh, see dog. something. I, I can already hear him doing oh. it, and ah, yeah. it's, ah, it's frustrating. Two big. Two big things happened. I think um, the safety went down. Uh, Jeff Heath yeah. went down, I believe, yesterday or Sunday. And like you said, you know, Sean uh, Lee McGee, I mean, <laughs> Tuhop Lee went down. And so uh, I think that's going to cost that defense up the middle and, and that's going to make them really bad. And if if that happens, we'll, we'll be okay and we'll reach that four or five win mark. I just, it, it, as we're signing off, as we're getting ready to leave, Clearly, me and LJ are both kind of just seeing the writing on the wall for our teams, and that they're they're they are they are just uh, they're okay or they're not below average. And, and Mister Mister Mahomes over here, Mister Patty Mahomes is just gloating. Yeah, I, I wish the viewers could see this big smile on his face. He just can't get enough of these touchdown passes in the thirty point first halves. Oh, oh you gotta love me some Patty Mahomes, Patty. <laughs> 
as as a as a uh, a football addict down in Austin, Texas, uh, was telling me, it's Patty for Prez, Patty for Prez. <laughs> Uh, that's right. the slogan. Well, uh, and so that I think that'll do it for this week. We I, I don't know for any of the listeners if you noticed we lost Pops halfway through. He's having a, a some technical difficulties, but he he did he did. <laughs> LJ, do you have his playoffs? Who he's jumping off the playoffs? Oh, I was uh, I can make a guess. Let's see. Uh, well, he's probably going to um, go. He said Buffalo, right? So can't say Buffalo. <laughs> he's again. already said Buffalo. Um, What's the other Owen three said teams? Yet? Has he said he has Arizona? Not yet? Arizona. I think. <laughs> he can go he's Arizona. probably taking Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, let me say this. You know, the real reason Liff had to get off is because I said that thing about the basketball and he would he had fallen asleep to sweet dreams of him doing that scoop shot. So I'm sure that's what caused him to have to sign off. Pops, we'll, we'll, we'll have you next week to, to respond yeah, to you some of this. Yeah, he's, he's t- Tammy, hey, did I tell you that time I made that spin move and that scoop shot? Did I tell you about that? All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Like we talked about at the beginning, uh, if you're before next week, uh, after you listen to all this knowledge we just gave you, go hit up my bookie and, and put down your bets. Apparently, you need to go put on Monday night, put it on the Chiefs, as Tony would say. And uh, no, no, no. If, hey, if, if if those Broncos are four and a half dogs, you you might want to look to that. The Chiefs still win. on Monday night. That's pretty good. And That's but make good. sure. And w- there's actually a special offer we're doing right now. If you put in JPP twenty five. Not only will they de- match your deposit, but since you stuck around to the end of the episode, you get to hear the special offer, and uh, they'll give you $25 on top of matching your offer. So you put what? in 100 they'll match 100 and then give you 25 bucks for free, too. So it's just free 25 money. 25 plus four and a half, Monday night. Yeah. My free money, money, baby. Free money in money. your pocket. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week of the Just Press Play. Uncle Tony, we appreciate you having you on. Dad, LJ, it's good to have My you on pleasure, Tuesday, finally. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace out. Peace. Or maybe he just didn't want to hey. talk bad about the Cowboys. He really just didn't want to have yeah, that Cowboys land. Oh, I doubt that. Yeah. He's got – hey, don't let him lie to you. He's got money in his pocket. He is the survivor winner, thanks to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> he mentioned it last – he mentioned yeah. it on Monday. He threw, he wanted to throw in yeah, how, see, how I, smart he was. Yeah. He is the – how smart he was. Yeah, whatever. He is the-